to Annette Ferguson in audio. Today we have Anne with us, and Anne is an expert in media relations and runs Rough House Media, which supports clients ranging from international charities and multinationals to small businesses. Services include media strategy and crisis communications, video production, and a range of training courses. Anne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So, Anne, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your business and what prompted you to uh, head out on your own? So, um, Rough House was set up by myself and two other, basically, TV producers about 20 years ago um, because we saw there was a gap in the market or a need for people to people to kind of present themselves better to the media and you know get the better when they're doing interviews get get their message across better so we started out primarily doing media training and we also did video production so we because we're all tv producers or we were at that stage we started making videos as well and we ran it as a kind of sideline to our our day jobs for about 10 years and then about 10 years ago I decided to leave the BBC. I took redundancy and started running Rough House full time. So since then, we've expanded our services. So we offer a lot more of the things that you mentioned as well. Essentially, what what we offer are two strands: we services which are outsourced by PR departments and directors of comms. So, for example, for the International Red Cross. Later this year, we're going to Geneva to do a series of training courses in how to talk to the media for their senior spokespeople that's being outsourced by their by their PR department but then we also offer some services which are for companies that don't have their own PR departments so small businesses and that might be video production but it might also be a bit of media media strategy help it might be helping them develop a crisis communication strategy so that if something goes wrong they know what to do and it might be just a, a bit of content creation for them as well we, we do some of that for some selected clients nice so so tell me as a small business owner people might be saying oh PR that sounds really fancy that sounds like something that I don't need to kind of worry about because I'm just small why are these things so important when you're a small business as well as being important when you're a larger business do you know what if nobody if there's no PR nobody knows about you so PR is a way to a you know get more clients. The the, the wider your the, the more people have heard of you, the the more likely you are to to get clients. The better better known you'll become. And it's all very well having advertising and doing social media and all those things. But what PR stroke editorial coverage gives you is kind of third party endorsement. So it's not you saying you're great. It's somebody else saying these people are good enough for us to talk to them about X, Y, Z, or they've got such an interesting product that actually it's made it into the newspaper. And that endorsement is is fantastic for your reputation. Mm. Also, sorry, I was just going to go and say it mm. also. If anything goes wrong, if you've already had lots of positive media media coverage, should you something go wrong with your service, you're much more likely to get a kind of smooth ride from your clients and from the general public than if nobody's ever heard of you in the first place. Ah, that's an interesting point for people as well. And that ties into the kind of crisis communication stuff that you do for people too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, they talk about companies and organizations having either a halo or a horns reputation. <laughs> so, an, so an example of, a, of an, a company with a halo reputation 
interpretation, i.e. whatever they do, they seem to bounce back and people say, oh, well, you know, it's just a mistake, would be would be Virgin mm. Airlines compared to Ryanair, where whatever they do, they you know, people fly on them because they're, because they're cheap. But, but basically... Everybody knows that they're, they, you know, they don't run their business very well. They don't think much about customer service. They don't give their, their pilots proper, you know, proper good, good working conditions. So they have a kind of bad reputation. They don't get much positive coverage, basically. That's really interesting, actually. And the examples you've given, I can completely see that. It's, um, it's very much the case. So we all want to be sitting in that halo category and that, you know, when stuff goes wrong in our business, which it does, even as a small business, you know, stuff goes wrong from time to time. We want to make sure that we're, uh, that we're in that halo position and, uh, not, we want to make sure we're in that halo position and not in that horns position. So in terms of, you know, positioning our businesses, our small businesses under that kind of halo banner, what are the types of things that we can actually be doing and thinking about that can uh, help us get get to that level rather than the horns level? I think what I do is have a steady drip over the the year of positive stories about your your company and you might think well you know i'm never going to be in it's not relevant to me it's only relevant to big businesses but your reputation is is basically is either local or it's in the trade press so if you normally if people who are your clients read the trade press about you then that's where you need to be trying to get get coverage if you're very much a local business doing b2c you know try and get coverage in the local paper even if it is just, you know, you've done, your staff have done a fun run, you've got some really nice pictures of the fun run, you're raising money for charity, just send some pictures to the local paper. If you get coverage, that kind of thing is going to kind of spark a memory in, in people and think, oh, yeah, they're nice people because they do they do things for charity, for example. So it's just a steady drip of even little stories just help to build up your reputation. Nice. I like that a lot. That's very cool. And so I know that another thing that you um, love small businesses to start thinking about and getting involved in, and this is actually something that plays a big part in my um, strategy this year, is is video as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, the video thing about video is aside from the the sort of pr side of things video is a fantastic tool to get your message across completely directly via social media and they, they there's an estimate i think of that 80 percent of internet traffic mm. within two or three years is going to be video so you just can't be left behind on it the problem is that we, we completely appreciate that actually video is really quite expensive for most small businesses it's very difficult because if you're paying somebody who's who does a decent job, you're paying a producer, you're paying or you're paying video, a video editor and a cameraman and all those things. If they know what they're doing, they're going to charge you a bit of a premium. Mm-hmm. However, all these things are now within the within the gift of people to do it themselves, basically. Mm. So what we've developed is a course called Smart Video, which trains people how to make polished almost broadcast quality videos using just their phone and you know their laptop and so it's, it's been a great we've only started doing it at christmas it's been a great success because what it means is come along on the course everybody has a phone everybody's phones make videos but you learn not how to do the wobbly shot you learn how to frame your shots so they look a bit more professional than you sitting in your living room with a sofa behind you mm. and a plant you know trying to do a kind of direct piece to camera 
what we do is teach you how to do it so it just looks better and how to use the sound. There's a few pieces of equipment that we recommend, which is quite, you know, no more than £80, basically. Once you've got them, you've got it forever, um, including a microphone and then you know, low-cost editing editing software, which actually is fantastic. You know, I use it myself for, for making videos, but also making videos for you know, wedding videos of friends and that kind of stuff. Um, awesome. I've discovered it. So it's really, it's a really useful thing for people because you know we know that most people are not going to spend one or two thousand pounds on one video. They just can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah, particularly if you're a small business, you want a way to get your message out there that looks um, professional and looks polished. But yeah, absolutely. If you're wanting to release even a video a month, then you're going to really struggle in terms of just spending if you have to pay a videographer to come and do that and the editor and like you say all that kind of stuff so and can you give us any kind of top tips in terms of producing video for small business in terms of producing the kind of more polished video rather than the perhaps the live streaming type style so i would say um most important hold the camera still mm. So we, when we get do our courses, we always take send people out first thing to do it to make a video. Then we come back and we critique it. And what everybody does is they move their camera around. Yes. And what you need to do is just keep it still. And you let if you're filming action, you let things move into and out of frame. And that makes it much easier to edit in an in a kind of in a way that will make it much more sort of polished, basically. The other thing is if you if you're doing a video which is you know you talking to the camera really think about where you're sitting how you're sitting and what's behind you so you have what's what's called depth of field where you don't sit against a wall because it looks like you're about to be shot <laughs> but, but sit you know sit in the middle of the room with lots of stuff behind you try and have something which is professional looking so people you see them and people do it in their kitchen or yes. you know they don't have any lights or you know they're just sitting slumped on the sofa try and sit somewhere where you look professional and where you've got some space behind you because that's going to make make it much easier the other thing is to just strip down the distractions because what you want is for people to listen to what you say and so if you're wearing kind of slightly mad clothes or if you've got your hair all over the place or you're wearing a very um you know a, a distracting badge or so or you know tie or something people are going to look at that they're not going to listen to what you say so strip keep it very simple and sleek mm. but classy and, and so people can listen to your message rather than just you know think oh, what, what's that she's wearing where did she get that top or my god he's got food down his top you know yeah. just try and keep it simple yeah, I know I've also been distracted in the past as well with people with really jangly earrings on and you kind of you kind of always start staring at those rather than listening to what people are saying or if they're positioned where it looks like there's a plant coming out of their head or something like that, that can be quite off-putting. It's always exactly that kind of stuff. You mentioned jangly earrings. That's another thing is to avoid wearing jewellery because mm -hmm. it can clash. If you're wearing a microphone, which we would advise you to do because it's much better sound, that can clang against any jewellery and you get you get interference and that's really hard to edit out especially on a video it's hard enough on a on an audio recording but on a video recording it's really difficult to edit that yeah absolutely um i've yeah i've had that before where i've been wearing bangles and they've just been really jangly and yeah once you kind of listen back it's really distracting yeah the other thing actually is to switch off electrical equipment you know you get interference of phones and that kind of stuff which is 
again crackly and annoying yeah absolutely yeah I um yeah I think it's always good to try and you know put your phone into flight mode at least if you um if you're doing that kind of stuff right yeah yeah yes and the other thing I mean they've got their loads of tips but (laughs) the other thing I would say is to film landscape not portrait which is much more professional looking and you get more get space to sort of show stuff if it's landscape i mean it's it's a kind of a bit of an argument between between people because lots of people now because they have phones they film portrait mm. but landscape looks more professional yeah and i think it probably depends as well in what where you're kind of uploading the video to right as well because if you're doing uploading it to youtube or something then landscape looks much nicer um, yeah. because that's kind of how it's presented on that screen right um so yeah. and the same if it, you're uploading it to your blog or whatever then also it would look much better in a landscape format right yeah yeah absolutely yeah you don't have two kind of big blocks of black next to you basically yeah exactly so it's much better awesome awesome so you were speaking about your smart video training course can you tell us the details of that so that people are listening um want to hop on that and want to find out more than they can well we have um we don't run open courses Mm -hmm. because we never do that um we there's so each course is bespoke they'll have have said so you know if you had a group of three three or four business people who all got together you know we would happily run it run it lovely groups rather than in-house um so we would come to you or or find another venue which which worked for everybody and take a full day and in the morning we would we spend the day talking about videoing and in the afternoon we talk about editing so you get lots of and you get lots of hands-on experience and what we would do because it's bespoke is tailor it to what you're most likely to do so if you want to do you know lots of pieces to camera type of video films we would we would focus on that if you're going to we did first one we ever did was for the churches conservation trust Mm. and the films they were going to do was going to be looking around churches basically so we focused on how to you know film buildings a lot a lot more than on the the interview side of things so it's a you know just really just kind of let us know get in touch and let us know and you know we can tell you how much it'll cost and and um give you some more information perfect and you have a um you have a freebie as well and don't you for an ebook on the rough house guide to smart video which uh some people might want to get their hands on how, we do how can they do we that do, yeah which is well if they can email us on info at roughhouse.co.uk awesome um, we can we'll send it we'll send you a copy of that and obviously some more details about the course that's basically that freebie is the notes that we give clients afterwards which is a summary of what we say um but there's lots of information that you can take away even if you haven't been on the course perfect um so yeah we'll put all the links and everything in the show notes as well so that if anyone wants to pick up that email address um from the show notes you can do that there as well awesome so and tell me how can people connect with you find out what you're doing online that type of thing so, uh, when our website is roughhousemedia.co.uk, um, we're on Twitter at uh, roughhouse01 is our Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, Roughhouse Media. You know, so just search for us and we're, we're around. And um, yes, we're, we're there. Awesome. We newsletter. Lovely. Awesome. That's great. So, um, yeah, I encourage everyone listening to uh, pick up Anne's freebie about uh, smart video because I know. Um, as Anne said, you know, 80% of internet traffic is due to be coming from video um, by 2020, according to Cisco, um, which 
you know, seems like a crazy stat now, but I know that the stuff that I see online, it's just more and more video, um, whether that be produced video or live video, um, you know, both, both have their very much have their place nowadays in terms of businesses going out and, um, and essentially getting clients, right. And, uh, and building their business video is just such a massive part uh, of our lives now. And it's becoming more and more so, you know, there's, it's no coincidence that, um, there are lots of stuff happening in the video space at the moment, you know, Vimeo, um, and live stream coming together just recently in the last couple of days. There's so many things that are happening, um, around video just now that it just makes it so important. So yeah, if you want to, um, drop on that email and get that, uh, rough house guide to smart video, I think that would be a great, uh, move if you are thinking about doing produced video at all for your business, which I think you should be. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, go and grab that guide. So Anne, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you. Um, and getting some of those video tips great yeah good to talk to you too and you know good luck if you're going out to make them yourself good luck absolutely the camera still yeah exactly that's that definitely has to be tip tip starter number one doesn't it don't nobody wants to feel seasick when they're watching you on video no absolutely <laughs> excellent well thanks again Anne, and um we'll speak to you soon speak to you soon okay bye. all right <laughs> bye Thank you so much for tuning in today to the podcast. I would love if you want to go into iTunes and leave a review for this podcast. And I look forward to being in your ears again soon.